Hello, you're listening to the Christian Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on Christianity. Now, here are your hosts, Honey and Jillian. Hello, hello. This is going to be such a fun episode. We are talking about who we are according to the Enneagram. Now, don't be scared of that word. When I first heard it, I was like, the pentagram? (laughs) I had no idea what it was. It is not scary. It is amazing. And if you're like a skeptic and you're like, I don't want to do another personality test, please just stop. Please give it a chance. The Enneagram has literally given language to words and a language we've been speaking, but we didn't even have the words for it. I mean, it has given purpose. It has given meaning, definition. It has been amazing. So I totally love personality assessments of all sorts and all types. I have a master's in counseling. So I think I, what I failed to do in my, you know, field of study is that I didn't um, dedicate more classes to assessments and, 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 instruments because I totally dig them. So um, I would say that the Enneagram is probably the most accurate uh, personality test, personality assessment that I've taken. And trust me, I've taken quite a bit. And you can take this free online. Just Google Enneagram test. We love the Enneagram Institute, the Enneagram coach. These are great ones to look up online. We're graded into uh, nine different numbers, Uh, the head triad, the do triad and the feeling triad. Um, and so it's, um, we'll put a link in our, in our profile so you can go check it out, um, later on. But anyways, um, who we are according to the Enneagram type, of course, because who we really are and our foundation is based on Christ or the daughters of the King. Yes. His word defines us and gives us value and et cetera, et cetera. However, these personality assessments work as a tool to help us have language around why we behave the way we do. Yes, and the great thing about Enneagram, more than Myers-Briggs, more than DISC, more than any other personality assessment that I've ever seen, the Enneagram is very Christ-centered, at least it can be. And those who have really worked through it and have given us um, sermons and books and you know blogs and podcasts to dig into have really proven that these nine types can all go back to nine different characteristics of God. And they have been dead on with every single person that has taken this test with me. And I usually ask everybody who's with me to take the test because I want to know what they are. I want to be able to know them better. And it has been amazingly accurate, like weirdly accurate. So Jill, according to the Enneagram, is a number four. A so Jill, four? tell us what resonates about who you are um, in regards to the number four. Yeah, and just before we start this, there's no bad type. I feel like when people first start hearing it, they're like, well, am I a one? Like, I don't want to be a nine. No, there's no, it's not a, a good to bad scale. It's just what type you are. They're all good. They all have flaws. So even if you've never heard anything about the Enneagram, still go ahead and I hope you don't, uh, list go away. That <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't turn us off. Uh, no, um, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm a four, a type four, and that's basically the individualist or we're also called the romantic and guys, My whole life, I have felt misunderstood. I have felt like the weirdo. I have been told, you know, since childhood and up, like I'm too emotional, I'm too dramatic, I'm too dark at times. And the Enneagram has made me feel so understood. 
I am basically your mix between the most gothic emo person and the most bubbly cheerleader on the planet. I have both sides of me. I'm very emotional. I'm very sensitive. I feel all the feelings. I I feel to feel them. Yes, and I love to feel them. I feel all your feelings, and I want you to tell me them, (laughs) which annoys a lot of types because they don't want to dig into their feelings. We are, as type fours, like, it makes sense. My husband has found me walking in a graveyard, (laughs) reflecting life and my feelings. And to fours, that's not weird. That's normal. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we romanticize things. And the bad thing about being a four uh, is that we we go off of our feelings and not necessarily truth or wisdom. Um, so that has gotten me in trouble in my life. And we are very unique. Actually, I, I've heard it said twice that fours are the the most smallest of group of all the of all the types. We have the least amount of people, but we're very rare. And uh, so Jill, we like when, that. <laughs> when Joe is healthy, she'll be creative, sensitive, compassionate, authentic, and unique. But when she is unhealthy, so folks, stay tuned. <laughs> Aren't we all I unhealthy? definitely have unhealthy. Um, can be moody, withdrawn, depressed, overly emotional. Um, and so I think that the Enneagram for Jill just shows kind of like her uniqueness and, mm-hmm. you know, the topics that she's able to address and bring forth. Um, to the surface to really deal with is, you know, even in that is a unique approach to really getting us to think um, positively. Yeah. And fours are very creative. And um, the characteristic of God that we represent is his uniqueness. There is only one God and there is only one you. And what's funny about fours is we want to be the most unique. So if there was another four in the room, like we automatically hate each other because we're, we both want to be the most unique. Uh, that's a joke, by the way, we don't hate each other, but it is, uh, we do want to be special and our fear is to be misunderstood, to be abandoned, to be thrown away. And that has been truly evident in my life and stuff. Um, so that's being a four. I love being a four. I like that um, it is like one of those unique numbers because we love to be unique. And then for me, I am known as the seven. The seven. Woohoo! Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get to know you, so I'm not that comfortable right now. <laughs> Tell them how you're like the most fun, like amazingly okay. energetic According type. to the Enneagram, I am the spontaneous, upbeat, adventurous, imaginative one obviously fueled with a uh, four is interesting dynamic clearly guys um (laughs) and then when i'm unhealthy i can be restless impulsive um, yes withdrawn yes yes withdrawn um so you know we are able to use some of the language um in this personality assessment as the enneagram to help shape like our conversations with our significant others, with yes. our friends, like even my own children, there's a checklist one for kids mm-hmm. and knowing that they're going to be having, like everyone's going to have like some sort of core issue or pain or a natural um, strengths that yes. just come naturally to them and being able to identify that earlier on so that you're constantly equipping and transforming the mind in a way that speaks to that individual's number is probably going to get us there quicker. And it's made everything so clear. Um, me and Hani and our husbands, um, again, if you listen to episode one, I explained that we've all been friends for like 13 going on 14 years. 
and our husbands are very close to each other. Hani and I are obviously very close to each other, which means we all hang out all the time. And we have had so many conversations about the Enneagram, about the four of us, and it has made so much sense um, with the dynamic of our friendships, how we communicate with each other, like Connie said, and it's giving grace now to places where it used to give annoyance. Like my husband is a type eight, which is the challenger. And for years, I'm like, why are you so negative? Like, why do you have to combat everything? You know, it would annoy me so bad. But as a type eight, that's what they do. They cannot help themselves, but to challenge everything. And if you're like, if there's even like an underdog person or the underdog topic, it's almost like they're going to defend it. Even if they don't believe it, he's always playing devil's advocate and it used to drive me nuts. But now that I understand that he's a type eight, it's given leniency for what used to cause frustration. Which is interesting, you know, even just thinking about like these traits in us, you know, a, a nature versus environment, mm-hmm. you know, or how does it, how do nature versus nurture? Like, yes. Yeah. Nature versus nurture. Do you like how I said, yeah, but I really didn't know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> nature versus nurture. And does our environment shape us or are there certain things about us that were uniquely and wonderfully made in our mother's wombs? You know, because, you know, how is it that they're able to use language for lack of better words to categorize us into these little boxes, which as a seven, I hate. And so do fours. We don't want to be boxed in. Yep. Even though we're speaking through a box right now. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Anyways, so according to the Enneagram, I am a seven and Jill is a four. The individualist versus the enthusiast. Yes. I hate that word. En- enthusiast. Enthusiast. Uh, English is her second language. So sí, sometimes we favor, make fun of her. Los españoles usan la lengua, ¿sí? <laughs> enthusiast. Her enthusiast, but she is. And honestly, even with me and Hani being friends for so long, uh, again, I didn't understand why, you know, she can be so outgoing, but then so withdrawn. And I didn't understand that. And then I took it personally, like, you know, back in the day, like, oh, it must be me. It's not. This girl needs time to recharge. She needs time to reflect. And now that I know that she's a seven, I can respect that. Except I didn't respect it the other night. She was sleeping and I actually drove over to her house around 11 o'clock and crawled into bed with her. And I was like, honey, get up. And she did. And we went and hung out. So I don't always respect the boundaries, but once you're and best friends, you know, you can. just so you know, we'll be doing another podcast soon enough on the topic of boundaries. Yes. I love that topic. It's fascinating to me. I teach a course online at um, my alma mater. Yes. Anyways, on boundaries, and it's fascinating. And instead of any, I did it again. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> I have this thing, guys. I say, anyways. And she's everything. trying to make it not sound demeaning because that's not anyways, how she means I, it. What I mean to say is, yes. <laughs> yes, and. And. <laughs> but no, um, yes, boundaries, creating hedges. Hani is amazing at these topics. She has been such a truth speaker into my life about this stuff. And we're about to read the book Boundaries with a couple other women in our church, which is awesome. But it really does take the test and be honest. Do not not answer the questions the way you think they should be answered or how you wish you would be. You need to take it alone. Don't let anyone know what you're answering and be 
brutally honest with yourself even when you don't like the answer because that's how you're going to get the best and most accurate result. Yeah. Um, and then there's so many resources. Um, like there's a the Sandals Church on YouTube. He gives you a Bible character for who you are. And Hani and mine, I find very interesting because the person that I am as a type four is King Saul from the Bible. And at first I got really annoyed about that, but it makes complete sense. Um, Hani as a type seven is King David. And what's so funny is as a four, my core sin is envy. Not so much like that I'm necessarily jealous of other people, but I do want to be the most special one in the room. And so when you look at King Saul with David, Saul lost focus on what his mission was and his focus on, you know, keeping God as the primary center of the kingdom of Israel, of his relationships, of everything. And all he could do was focus on David and focus on this new king. So the whole verse that says like David was a man after God's own heart, this whole verse changed for me when you really realize that, yeah, it's a great, it's a great description of David. But what God's really saying is, Saul, I have rejected you because you have been focused on your own heart. Because fours, we we listen to our hearts and we listen to our feelings. And the Bible says the heart is deceptive. So Saul focused on his own heart. David, which is a type seven, a honey, focused on God's heart. And that's been very um, big for me, learning myself as a four and digging into the Bible. And then Hani as a seven, you get to be King David. <laughs> but she just rolled her eyes. Why did well, you roll your eyes? Partially because he's dancing out in the middle of the road, you know, tearing out his clothes, being crazy. And I, I love that to me, the Lord, like my, you know, and I, I like to say my dad, he is, you know, fearless and he is... Um, someone who is spontaneous to me and freeing to me. And so like when I think of myself before the Lord, I think of myself as someone who's just, you know, like, yeah, feeling the feelings of like the ultimate, which is unattainable here on earth. Right. Um, anyways, but with all those good feelings come the pain and the sadness of life, which sevens absolutely detest. They run um, from yeah. pain at every cost. They will avoid it. And so when we're learning about these Enneagram types and why that's important is because the hope is, is that obviously as we're anchored in the truth and we're constantly taking our thoughts captive, renewing our minds, that we want to learn more about who we are as individuals and how we relate to those who are outside of us and how um, we can sharpen each other or grow to better serve um, the people we love. I know I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Don't be scared. So I shared how a type four's course in is envy. A type seven is gluttony. Yes. Why don't you talk about how you have been able to kind of tackle that in your own life recently, even in the last six months? Right. So sevens love to look at the future, you know, in the strength finder assessment, that's considered futuristic. And then my second top strength in the future uh, in the strength finder is strategic. So I'm constantly looking at the future and looking how to strategically get there. So there's something innate in me that happens automatically as a seven that is constantly looking for the next big thing, the next cool thing, the thing that kind of keeps us alive and vibrant and moving forward. FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> She's got extreme FOMO, fear yeah, so, of so missing out. For me, my inner sin is gluttony, not in the sense of, um, just based on food, which is absolutely one way that I definitely struggle with. For like sure. today, she was like, I ate so much Nutella. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I ate like half a jar of Nutella last night and oh. I need to like fast my body. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so gluttony is in the sense of like the more the better the you know you can't deprive anything good for me because what is life living if not like living it yolo sure i mean and then you know you have to obviously have boundaries with it yes <laughs> as she tells herself as i laugh and so even like recently um probably for the past eight months now i've been doing the keto lifestyle yes um really because as a seven i um you know i run rampant and wild and free and nobody hold me down (laughs) (laughs) and so the seven needs some sort of structure some sort of guidelines some clear boundaries which are important in order to thrive when you recognize others boundaries yourselves and so for a seven gluttony is a thing and so we have to keep it in check (laughs) yes but the keto thing especially being the body positive positive blogger at first it was like don't do it but I have seen this woman have so much um self-discipline which has been a spiritual um what's the word you're growing nice a, a spiritual discipline yeah sure. absolutely it's something that I made intentional I kept hearing God's word um repeat itself in various formats but um that bible verse that says the Lord has not given us a spirit of he has given us a spirit of love do you know the rest are you talking about when it says not a spirit of timidity or I don't like um, that word. Timidity. Yeah, that is a weird word. He has not given us a, a spirit of love, power, and self-discipline. He has and given self-discipline. Us, yes. He's given us a spirit of love, power, well, and self-control and is a fruit of the spirit. Exactly. And so I think that the self-control aspect of it runs so true when I went the, when I read through the Enneagram. Um, being a seven, that that's something that is a common struggle for those these types of people out there like me. <laughs> yes. You know, I just had like a flashback memory. So how this all started, at least with me and Hani and our husbands and now like everybody we meet and who we're friends with, um, is my sister bought me a book about the Enneagram and I didn't know what it was. Again, I saw Enneagram. I thought Pentagram. I don't know. I was, you know, I'm weird. I'm a four. Anyway, so I just put it on the shelf and walked away. Well, Hani was at the house and saw it. And because she loves, this is her, like she loves personality assessments. She grabbed it and immediately started reading these things out loud. And I was like, wait, what is this? And then like, I think we spent hours that day, all of us taking the test on our phones and then discussing it. And it has just been, I mean, a life changer, truly. And I don't say that to be dramatic. I mean it very, very truly. It's been life-changing, the Enneagram and my marriage specifically has grown a lot from it and there's a new book called becoming us by beth mccord i don't know um and it comes out in october and it is for marriage and it's a christian centered for the enneagram types and i cannot wait to get my hands on it because my husband is an eight and i'm a four and those are challenging numbers do you have anything you want to say about you and your type one husband uh, yes and Yes, and my husband's a one. You know, that's also an interesting dance. He's a perfectionist. Uh, a perfectionist, but a reformer. He wants to chart the way. And his moral compass is always straight and narrow versus the seven's, you know, um, ability to, you know, move. Yeah. <laughs> Change directions at yes. the whim. And so who we are, according to the anagram, is that Joe is a four and I am a seven. And so you're going to hear our personalities obviously come out through these podcasts and the way that we express ourselves. And the more uncomfortable, the more seven you'll say. Yeah. 
watch like by episode 20 she like, will just be like just like this did you have the tea did you like it <laughs> well this tea did not taste that much the tea was very hot and it burned my tongue the it, last episode we just did wasn't that good right now yeah so uh her seven will come out she you know and the thing also let me say this um honey she's growing through her enneagram as as i am too learning that she doesn't have to fill up space with her energy and that that is a new boundary a healthy boundary that she's placing for herself that she doesn't have I mean, to entertain everybody at those awkward moments and those like awkward meeting moments <laughs> like when you're like running into people in the grocery store or just in general and you're like hey hey how are you how are you and then you're just like yeah yeah <laughs> it's like awkward and you know like as, as seven you can't stand it so you just like grab for the whatever is the next to you i saw what about that yeah <laughs> Avoid you don't want the silence it's, oh yeah so definitely and ironically being a you know counselor you have to be so comfortable with that silence and um something you know that it's a part of my growth but i can see you growing just to give you some encouragement i see it you yeah. are awesome jesus is awesome oh gosh okay <laughs> anyways so who we are according to the enneagram um yeah do you want to add anything else i mean i think she's right you're gonna we might in future episodes refer to ourselves as oh i'm being a four i'm being a seven um or maybe we're gonna have guests and i would love to maybe say before you go on our show you have to take the enneagram so we know what you are so if you ever hear us calling each other or someone else a number that's what we're talking about we're not rating them one to ten no 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 because no, i would not be a four <laughs> i'd be like an 11 baby but uh no uh so that's what that that is and we want you to get involved we want to know what you are are you a four are you a seven tell us what you think about the enneagram leave us a message and we just wanted really to let you guys get to know us a little better. Um, for fun, really fast, um, I love to know what I have in common with people, what people don't like. So um, real fast, honey, give a basic, who are you? I am a Christian daughter of the king. <laughs> okay. The Sunday school answer right there. Yes, it's true. But who are you? Hani loves shrimp fried rice. Hani loves like, what do you love, Hani? I love salsa dancing. Salsa dancing. I obviously love the Lord. That's she doesn't like spicy food. No spicy food. I have two beautiful children. I. She loves fashion. She's very, very stylish. Am I now? Am I? Absolutely. <laughs> They are they, tiny house ministries. We will talk yes, about I, this. I do live in a tiny house on wheels. Um, you know, you can obviously tell there that I'm, a, I'm an adventurer ready for the adventure. Talk, how, I mean, how much square feet is your it tiny is, house? Uh, 420 square feet. It's so Family interesting. Four. And she never opens with that. I'm like, you live in a box. Like, you should tell everybody that. It's on wheels. The fact that the seven doesn't want to be put in a box, but she like literally lives like and in a tiny box. So that you can like travel to Samaria beyond. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but she is nobody makes me laugh like Hani. Hani is very fun. Of course, she's a seven, but um, she's very real and she doesn't mind speaking truth, which is a very good. And, and she's really good with her words. Oh my, oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. Like she just has a way with words. Oh my god! But no, I'm just. I want them to get to know you. You're so fun. She has like the most beautiful skin ever, but she won't wear foundation, which is like 
I'm so jealous. Oh, she's so uncomfortable, guys. She's like looking away. It's Stop OCD. looking. Oh, Diet Coke? Diet Coke should be oh, yeah. sponsoring Hani's life <laughs> because she is, she's always got I mean, a Diet Coke know, in her hand. I mean, they really should. At least like my car, you know how they have stickers. Yes. Like, I would totally do that. <laughs> she should be this new like spokesperson for Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. Um, all right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's blow this joint. We're out of here. Well, yeah. no, I want to talk about myself. So, <laughs> how's you about you? Yes. Um. Okay. So, I love the theater. I love musical theater. I cannot sing. Honey cannot sing either, which makes us good friends because I'd be so jealous of her if she had a beautiful voice. Um, I did one time. Yeah, one time she sang in my garage and it was beautiful. And it was like, what happened there? Like, where did that come from? Because then she sang later and it was like, oh, no. (laughs) That was just like a one-hit wonder. Um, Sorry, babe. Um, I have two beautiful daughters. We are praying about being foster parents in the spring. So if you are praying for me in any way, please pray for that. I cannot help myself. I love to be on social media. I love blogging. I maybe am an oversharer at times, but again, being a type four, I love my feelings. I love your feelings. I want to hear them and be a part of them. Um, I don't know what's quirky about me. I mean, there are, I am very quirky, but then to describe that is hard sometimes. Um, I hate sloths, which people don't really understand, but I, I mean, one actually made me cry at one point. I really hate them. I love buffalo chicken. I love pancakes. (laughs) All food, basically. Oh um, <laughs> I could go on and on and on. Um, but yeah, we want to know about you. What do we have in common? What do we not? What type Enneagram are you? Did you think it didn't describe you at all? Yes. Um, I'm going to, if you if you tell me that, I'm like, you need to retake the test. Like, you didn't do it right. <laughs> because I think it's that amazing. But you guys are awesome. Again, thank you for being here. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a comment. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook at the – what's this called? SpillTea.com. <laughs> the SpillTea.com. Sorry. I was thinking so much about myself that I forgot the name of our podcast, The Christian Tea. Um, you can follow us on all those socials, and we will see you guys next time for a new episode. Take care.